everybody, and welcome to Wednesday, August 1st. You are listening to the Down in Flames podcast. My name is Kyle. I'm here along with Jared, Peyton, and Thomas. How are you guys doing this week? How the, heck is, how the heck is it already August? I didn't. It's gone by fast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Already, Summer's almost over. Summer's almost over. We had the trade deadline for MLB already. and Bring on the football. That means 24 more days until college football starts, gentlemen, though. 24 more days. A lot of good stories coming out. Yeah, it's true. We're getting close to rankings should be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. This week we're going to go ahead and, well, first thing we're going to talk about today is going to be the Urban Meyer story that broke earlier today. Kind of talk our thoughts on that a little bit. Uh, we're going to go into some Pac-12 preview, talk about what's going to happen out there, working our way through the top five conferences here, power five conferences. And then we're going to talk a little bit about MLB, the tr- trade deadline, what happened, what didn't happen, some of the suspension rules coming up, and then we'll go into a little bit of NFL conversation here as well, too. So, But yeah, starting out today, like we talked about, the big news came, Urban Meyer being uh, asked to step down on paid administrative leave with allegations due to him knowing or not knowing about a cover-up uh, cover cover of a uh, not sexual assault of a domestic, domestic violence, violence uh, case. So a lot going on there. Um, start with Jared. What are your thoughts on where you see this kind of heading? Well, I mean, it was really surprising. Um, I just I remember close to being around uh, two, three o'clock this afternoon, and I happened to look at my phone on ESPN, and there it was. Uh, Urban Meyer put on administrative leave uh, due to the allegations that you were mentioning before, and I mean. I think this kind of puts a thorn in Ohio State early. Um, it's always difficult to kind of bounce back, especially when you have your, your head coach is going through something like this. So it, it's going to be difficult. Even, I wouldn't even say just the head coach. The whole the whole coaching staff. I yeah. Mean, when you read the reports, it wasn't just Urban Myers. You know, when you read the reports, apparently all the wives coaches knew. So really it's, it's the whole coaching staff, even not just Urban Myers. So it's kind of... I don't know. It's tough to talk about when you don't know the whole story and it's still right. ongoing. But right. That, Which, that puts a damper on, on the whole thing, the whole football program, is, and not just Urban Meyer. Right. Which has just come out of the Jim Trestle, not a few. I know, five, 2011. Five years, yeah, 2011. 2011 so, and, man, it's already, 2011, it's already been seven years. Um, feels like it's been shorter than that. But, yeah, coming out of that, they have that. And then having your next coach come in who's done so much for your program already, won you a national championship just like Jim Trestle did. And then to face these kind of allegations. I will say I, I like the way Ohio State's handling it. Um, I know I was upset earlier today. Me and Thomas talked a little bit about this because I do feel that what happens in our culture and our society anymore is that as soon as allegations come out, everybody jumps to the, let's fire him. He deserves to lose his job. And he may, he may deserve to lose his job depending on what comes out on these things, that, what he knew, when he knew it, and um, if he tried to cover something up. But I think the one say I like where Ohio State's on this is that they're not trying to duck and run. It doesn't seem like right now. Right. They've taken to the, taken a step in having him step down so they can do the investigation, and then we'll be able to see from where things go from there. And unfortunately, I feel like in a lot of instances like this, I feel like the NCAA kind of gets involved. But I mean, Ohio State's as you mentioned, they're doing the right thing uh, by doing their internal investigation, going ahead and putting Urban Meyer on that administrative leave, albeit paid. And I mean, I think that's the right thing to do as well. Um, but I just I feel like in years past NCAA gets involved and in, even after even after maybe he's shown that he's innocent 
I still feel like NCAA comes in and, and they may give some sort of, um, I don't want to say a hammer, but they might give some sort of, of penalty towards Ohio State, which I don't necessarily agree with. I'm not even worried about that at this point. I mean, we, it's so early in the story. It just doesn't look good, but I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about the NCAA at this point. I mean, if, if, they, if it gets to that point, I think Ohio State, like you said, they're handling it at this point pretty well. You know, separate him from the situation, investigate, figure it out. But if, if they deem, you know, that he didn't know or, or whatever, you know, they deem that he's allowed to keep his job, you know, the NCAA, they might step in maybe with some sanctions or suspension or anything like that. But that's the least of your worries. You, I mean, because if something really happened, you want to make sure you know the details. And then, like you said, if he deserves to be fired, then, you know, he deserves to be fired. And then you don't have to worry about NCAA sanctions and, or them butting in. But they're not, I, don't, I wouldn't be worried about them because that's down the road. Also, you don't have to worry about them because. Well, know, it, I just remember. If it gets to that point, then. The whole Ezekiel Elliott situation, um, the NCAA was going to intervene even before it was proven that he was guilty of anything. So that's why I feel like the NCAA seems. Uh, they, they seem to kind of butt in at times. So. Zeke was cleared. I see this yes. different, though. I know you, you, know, you bring up Zeke Elliott. This is different. This is, you know, at the coaching level. This is the, the Joe Pa situation. This is the um, Patino situation in Louisville. This is the uh, Art Briles. Yeah, uh, Art Briles at Baylor, where the coaches deny, deny, deny. Eventually, a lot of those guys end up getting fired or let go. Which, but, that's where it'll come down with Ohio State on this side of things, is if they... If right, if things right now they they come out front, find out he did it, and then they put down the punishment and say, okay, passed. I don't think the NCAA is going to be an issue. If it comes out and they say we found no wrongdoing, and then they try to do a cover up, and then the NCAA comes in and says, well, you knew and you didn't follow the right protocol, then it's going to become an issue when the NCAA comes involved. The problem with a case like this is that it's a, a lot of it's hearsay. It's a lot of he shit, he said, she said in situations where. She told me this, and I told her this, and then he was supposed to tell him this. So, I mean, there's a lot of muddy waters of how do you prove yeah. that, unless it's in a text message format, which well, we they may had find text out. messages from most, the wife, right? Yeah, most of it is text messages between the wives, especially between uh, this Courtney Smith and then Urban Meyer's wife. Right, that's where I think it's going to be come down to a lot, is for the wife, maybe the wife more than actual Urban Meyer. Yeah, and I know we were talking before we started, uh, started the show tonight. Um, I feel like... Because Urban Meyer's wife is a uh, staff member of the school, she's or faculty, I guess, um, I, I feel like because of the gravity of this, unless they find something concrete to implicate Urban, um, that she may take the fall just to protect him of saying, yes, I did say in that text message that I should tell Urban or I will tell Urban, but I never did. Um, I, could, I could see that happening, but honestly, I, I feel like... Ohio State is going to take this incredibly seriously because um, of the implications. Not only do they have a, a legacy name going along with college football, but let's say that Urban is you know, found with some wrongdoing and they do have to let him go. They're going to lose uh, recruits. They're going to lose current players uh, who will likely transfer out because they were there to play with Urban. Um, and then they're going to have you know, to restructure an entire coaching staff. Um, you know, if he doesn't do anything, uh, great. 
Um, I, I think that, you know, obviously that's, you know, what we're all hoping for because we just don't want the situation anyway. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, it's a sticky situation, but there's still too many question marks right now. I'm hoping the NCAA doesn't just jump in and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, start throwing shots at everybody. Because right. it was know, a Penn State situation. I mean, they, they came in and they threw – they had to come down hard on Penn State, but I feel like they came down way too hard in the beginning and put down a lot of unnecessary – scholarship limitations that had to become in place. And so if it does that way, I hope they don't come in and do exactly that again and step down too hard. But at the same time, I mean, you've got to take this seriously. I mean, there is in our culture, we still have an issue with it. It still needs to be addressed with and hopefully move on and uh, put an end to domestic violence. Absolutely. So we'll move on from that. We'll pro- obviously, we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks as more comes out in the details, and we'll see what happens with uh, – or Meyer is still employed in a week or not. So uh, moving on, we're going to do our Pac-12 preview this week. So college football, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! So Pac-12, uh, I guess just starting it off, we'll start with Jared again. Uh, kind of give me your basic thoughts. Where do you see things going to Pac-12? Who do you see leading the way? Who do you see falling behind? So the Pac-12 is a very intriguing Hang conference. on, you, you excited about this? I can see the I, smile. I am, I am pretty excited about this. <laughs> You know Clemson this, doesn't play in the Pac-12, right? That's true, that's true. Honestly, though, when I look at the, the teams up and down, this is going to be a competitive conference. Um, and, I mean, I say competitive in the sense that I think these teams are going to compete against each other. Um, do I necessarily think they're the cream of the crop in college football? No. Uh, but I do think that these teams are going to definitely compete against each other and. I mean, I look top to bottom at some of the teams that are in the Pac-12. I mean, I'm seeing Washington. I'm seeing Stanford, USC, UCLA. Traditionally, Oregon's been good. Um, even Arizona has been solid these past few years, UCLA. So, I mean, I'm just looking at the these schedules, um, I, I really think that uh, Arizona State has a few good games on their schedule. They play Michigan State at home um i think that you know michigan State, green they, they had a down year last year but i think that down here a big 10 we were 10 and 3 last big, year big 10 football <laughs> how do you call that a down year jared big 10 football uh for michigan state that is. jared jared's not even wavering in his sentence no no two uh, years ago they were three and nine. Ten and three last jared's year that's, not right. Leaving that's the house right today that's right that's right jared's gonna be in a trunk later yeah well i might not get out of here a lot <laughs> um but anyway yeah and who do we clobber in our bowl game a Pac-12 team in Washington State, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, Washington State. Uh, well, with that being said, I mean, I think, you know, Michigan State is a resume builder for sure. I think that you look at them and, um, I mean, they're, they're Big Ten football, Big Ten is considered one of the better conferences. So, I mean, I think that is a resume builder. They play at Washington. They play at USC, at Oregon. So, I mean, they have a solid schedule. Um, Arizona State, though, I mean, over the past few years, Eh, they've been okay. I think the most intriguing piece of them is Herm Edwards, though. Um, Herm, Herm Edwards is just, I think he's a perfect college coach. He's, he's a guy that's going to really get his guys up to, to play. They're going to want to play. And um, he gets the most out of his players. So I, I'm excited to see him in college I didn't football. see this coming either. That was, that was a weird move. That was, right? it he's, was. He's been at ESPN for a while, comfortable, you know, sitting there in the suits, getting paid a good amount of money by ESPN, uh, covering NFL for a while. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Herm Edwards. You, I you, do, too. You play, to, you win play to win the game. There you go. You play <laughs> to win the game, baby. Yes. New York Jets. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, I just love his energy. I think that for a college 
that's what you have to have is energy. You got to get these guys up and ready to play, and I think he will. Hey, he'll help recruiting too. These guys grew up watching ESPN, seeing him on TV every single weekend. That's got to be a big advantage. And he still has all those connections with ESPN. You know he's going to still be showing up on ESPN, recruiting. I mean, that's a recruiting advantage. I mean, absolutely. when was the last time you talked Arizona State football? <laughs> it's been a long right? time. Long time. It's been a while. Yeah. Brock Osweiler might have been the quarterback at that point. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, I look at uh, UCLA as well. I think UCLA also has a few solid games on their schedule, too. Uh, they play Oklahoma. They play at Oklahoma. So that that's a good resume builder um, with UCLA. And they, have, of course, have Chip Kelly as their head coach. So that'll be interesting to see how he kind of changes the culture at UCLA, see if he runs that spread offense like he did at Oregon, made it so famous. So... Um, I think, you know, UCLA could definitely make some noise if they happen to run the table. Um, I mean, it's probably going to take a few years for them, though. I, I, I still see them kind of being middle of the road, maybe above that, uh, just a tad. I see maybe 9-4 and four as a potential, uh, but not much better than that. Um, looking at Stanford, they, they play uh, USC early. I don't really see too many games on their schedule. They do play at Notre Dame, so, I mean, that's – that's potential for a resume builder there. Um, but Stanford, uh, like I say, I mean, they, they play San Diego State and UC Davis on their schedule. So um, other than that, I don't really see much else there. Uh, USC does play at Notre Dame. So I think that that's, of course, another resume builder. They play at Texas, potential resume builder. Just depends on how Texas does. I mean, like we talked about last week, it's good for college football when Texas is good. Um, but, I mean, we just don't know how they're going to look this year. So, I mean, that's a potential, but you're just not sure. So, really with Pac-12, what I've seen is there's not a lot of opportunity for a resume builder like we saw. even with kind of the Pac-12 way. Pac-12 and the Big 12, I think, the past few years, that's kind of been some of their biggest struggles. That right. Teams that aren't the top one team don't have the non-conference wins to be able to justify getting teams in on a regular basis. Right, exactly. And that that's kind of what I'm seeing here as far as a trend. Um, even actually the only team I see on, on the schedule – um, that, that actually has a really good resume builder because they have an SEC team, a top SEC team is Washington. They play Auburn at home. So I think that that, of course, could really set the tone for them. Very good resume builder. Auburn, as, as far as I know, top 10, am I correct, is preseason. Yeah. Auburn top 10, if I'm, if I'm correct there. So, I mean, Washington, out of all the teams, probably has the best shot if they were to run the table just because of a resume builder there. I don't really see Oregon doing much. Uh, after, of course, losing their head coach, Taggart, to Florida State. So even looking at their schedule, I mean, their, their opening is bowl, uh, Bowling Green. They play Portland State, San Jose State. <laughs> so, I mean, they don't, they don't even have anyone on their schedule. I think they're kind of bracing for a rebuild. So you're saying but, I shouldn't um, stay up late for those Oregon no, games? No, not for the Oregon games. It used to be fun to watch, those Oregon games. It used to be really fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're kind of, they've kind of gone downhill a little bit. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see with the Pac-12. If I had to choose a team just based off resume, as mentioned before, I would go with Washington. I think Jake Browning is a good quarterback. He's going to be a senior this year. So um, I think that that's, that's probably the team to look out for is, uh, is Washington. And I, I see them most likely playing USC in the uh, Pac-12 championship game with Washington winning. I think this is a repeat from last year, if I'm not mistaken. So be a good game. But uh, I do think Washington will come out on that one. Uh, so if I had to choose a team to come out and potentially make the postseason, it would be Washington. And Peyton. Uh, 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna address a few of the things that Jared said. Um, There's I, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bring it on. First of all, I agree that um, non-conference schedule is important for Pac-12 teams, but I think they have not mastered conference schedule yet. Uh-huh. Um, you look at um, you know you look at the ACC, the SEC, even I mean the Big Ten. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of harsh competition for their uh, for their conference schedule, uh, but the Pac-12, they can win their non-conference games, but they implode when they play each other. I mean, all of them pretty regularly do it. Uh, you know, you look at Oregon when they had uh, Mariota still, uh, and that was you know effectiveness against conference opponents. Uh, Colorado, Washington, a couple of years ago. I mean, that's that's beating who you need to. Yeah, you can win your non-conference guys, but if you can't win in the conference, then you know who cares? You're not gonna you're not gonna get that postseason look. Um, I will say uh, some interesting teams to watch. Arizona had a surprisingly effective year offensively last year. Well, they had coaching um, change now this year, didn't they? Didn't did Rick Frog get fired last year or the year before? Honestly, I, I'm going to say I, I know nothing about the Arizona football program okay. other than the fact that, I, wow, they're on top trying for to offense. Remember, I think they had a great <laughs> offense, but I think that was underneath a rich rod, and I, I, I could be wrong. But, yeah, continue. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, I, I mean, my, my pick coming out of the Pac-12 is still Stanford. Um, I think that David Shaw, uh, he has a good system. Um, he prepares his guys well. Uh, they've got a few things to work on. Their defense was not as polished last year, um, especially uh, when you look at um, uh, their uh, passing defense. Um, wasn't uh, wasn't as as spot on. Um, their turnover margin was uh, the best in the Pac-12, but um, I don't know. There's some questions coming in for them with uh, Costello. At quarterback, uh, he missed uh, their you know spring uh, workouts and everything with a. Um, I know it started out unreported, but uh, they mentioned uh, hip injury. But um, I think that uh, Costello, with uh, another year under his belt, um, can be pretty effective for them. But then we're also looking at uh, who's he throwing to. Uh, he's got Arcega Whiteside. Uh, who had a, a very, very good year last year, uh, coming back as, I think he's a senior. Um, you know, he, I, I think he's going to have a 1,000-yard uh, uh, receiving year. And then you have Bryce Love. Um, he, uh, I, don't, I don't know, he, he's, he's going to be something special uh, coming out. He had a fantastic year. I think he was um, second overall uh, in rushing yards. Um, last year, would would you is that correct, Jared? If, yeah, he's he's incredible. I think, I think Penny was was uh, ahead of him ahead of him from but, San Diego by State. Slightest but, of margins. Yeah, um, he'll be a, another Heisman hopeful again. Yeah, if he if he plays the same way, absolutely. But um, I, I think their their offense uh, coming in with a solid um, offensive line to support the run uh, and a running back like uh, like Bryce Love, I think they're going to be. A little bit scarier than people are expecting uh, when they're first uh, first actually hitting the field with these guys. Um, USC, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause who's who's their quarterback, Jared? Well, they lost Sam Darnold exactly. to uh, Jets, but I, I'm, uh, it's I'm USC, not sure. Though, they're always, yeah, they're always going to revamp it, quarterback. 
Right, but I, but I don't, I don't I don't know anything about them, so I can't. I feel like I can't put any stock in. They've they've had some bumpy years here recently, so I feel like I can't put my faith in. Uh, like when Pete Carroll was there, and the next guy was going to be up for the Heisman. Um, it, it hasn't been that way for them. Well, JT uh, Daniels is probably going to be it. JT Daniels and yeah. I, and did he play Matt, at Matt, all Matt, last year? Matt Fink. I don't know much about Matt Fink. JT Daniels played a little bit, I believe. He it looks good from what I remember seeing of him, but. I don't know. There, there are too many question marks for them, in my opinion. Uh, but again, the big thing is is taking care of conference games. Um, they've they've all got to you know focus on handling their internal workings. Uh, that I, I feel like that's been lacking for a lot of the teams here recently. This division's pretty pretty interesting. This, this division is pretty interesting. Pac-12 can you go so many ways. You don't. I mean, being here on the East Coast, we don't get to watch as much. Don't get to pay attention to. But it's it's pretty deep. They might not have. You know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not another playoff team. I don't know. You know. They don't have the top. They don't have Alabama, Georgia. Uh, you know, and Oklahoma, Clemson. But you know, Washington's been up there. Uh, I'm excited to see what they've got again this year. I think USC has been pretty close the last few years. Uh, I think they've got a shot, depending on what their offense is going to look like. They lost Darnold and and the running back. Uh, was it Jones? The running back Jones, I think, who went to uh, the Bucks. So they lost some key players. But I forgot about all the new coaches. Uh, you've got Kevin Sumlin. So speaking of Arizona, Kevin Sumlin is now the coach of Arizona. Which I totally forgot right. that he's he's, he's coming over Texas from A&M. yeah, but that that coaching carousel that happened this off season with Jimbo Fisher going to A and M, Taggart going to Florida State, and then Kevin Sumlin going over to Arizona. I think he's a really good coach. I, I like Sumlin. I think he, I think he's got. He's a, a shot. player's coach. Yeah, I think he's got a shot to have a couple of good years at Arizona. But then, like you said, Chip Kelly coming to UCLA. That'll be interesting having Chip Kelly back in uh, the Pac-12 story program. Yeah. With, and then, by the way, coming into UCLA, I know you talked about being a while, that UCLA has had some really good recruiting classes over the last five years. So, I mean, recruiting classes and everything, but, I mean, that could be a big thing it for could, UCLA. for with, sure. With a coach like Chip Kelly. And then you mentioned <laughs> it, Herm Edwards coming over. So you got three established, pretty good coaches coming into the Pac-12 are coming back, and I like that. And you already had some depth there. Uh, with Mike Leach at Washington State having a good year, and, and uh, see, you've had a lot of good coaches uh, that you, that are probably under the radar. And then David Shaw at Stanford, I, I like him a lot as well. I'm surprised he hasn't gone to the NFL, but I'm just interested as far as can one of those teams rise to the top this year. I mean, I think it's going to be very deep. I think you could get five of these teams in the top 25 by the end. I think you could get a good amount of these teams up there, but. Is one of them going to make the playoff? Uh, you know, Washington with Jake Browning being a senior, I like them a lot. I think they've got a shot. And I think the dark horse is still USC. I think they're very deep on defense. Uh, if that offense recuperates, I think they've got a shot as well. So I think, did you say, did you say, you I said, uh, USC and Washington? Washington. Pac 12 championship. Uh, and USC in the, yeah. in the championship. But yep. I wouldn't count out Stanford. I, I wouldn't you, either. You, you pick Stanford, uh, Peyton. I like Stanford. I mean, they're a close yeah. third for me yeah. as far as just a team that's going to be there. I, I think Stanford's going to be right in the mix of things. And Stanford and USC play early this year. 
they play the second game of the season for each of them, and it's at Stanford, so that could be a playoff game in itself. Stanford's got a rough go in the beginning because they've got San Diego State right out the gate, and we we don't know how they're going to look. Uh, they've lost some some key pieces, so they, I mean they've they've been very good these last several years. Um, I I would expect that they come out polished, mm-hmm. um, and then they've got Notre Dame like third or fourth game of the season. Is that soon Notre Dame, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're but and this is why I say as far as just. If, even if a team were to run the table, the only team I feel like that really has a chance at the playoff is is going to be Washington because of their schedule. Because they actually scheduled a good team. They scheduled Auburn. And, I mean, Auburn, SEC, as we talked about last week, I mean, you have to schedule good teams. And although although I feel like the Pac-12 may have, like Tom was saying, they may have a few teams in the top 25 towards the end of the year, I just feel like Washington's the only team that looked at Hey, let's let's try to make a push and make the playoff by scheduling a very tough opponent. Well, I don't I don't think they're going to win that game. Well, and that they they might not, but at least they scheduled it. So if they put themselves in a place to if we win this game, it looks good on the resume. And I know we'll get into this uh, with the SEC, but mm-hmm. Auburn's going to be scary this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be very good. So if you're gonna play them though early in the seasons when you want to do it, you might be able to sneak a win. So and if you get that loss, it's a lot easier to make up that loss later than the beginning of the year. That's so. right. Uh, I'm gonna go. I, I'm. I think that Washington is a pretty, in my opinion, they're gonna kind of run away hands down with it. Um, like I said, talking Jake Browning, fourth year starter. I mean, you don't get that a whole lot, and when you do, one of the Heisman favorites. Heisman favorite. When you do, you got something special with the fourth year starter coming into play. So. Uh, they looked good last year for the most part. I mean, they kind of fell off there at the end, and you know they they lost their bowl game, I believe, didn't they, at the end of the year? Um, to pull it up and look yeah, at it, I we'll thought they did it. last year. Um, Lost a lot on defense too. Right, some defensive players. They're still so ESPN. We'll talk on this too. So the first power rankings of the year came out for ESPN. I don't know how seriously to take these because. I'm gonna hate on Michigan here. Last year, finished eight and five. Lose your bowl game to unranked USC and. New is coming. Num- they're uh, number, coming they, they have them, they have them ranked as number uh, number twelve in the power rankings. So I don't know how seriously I can take ESPN in these things. But anyway, um, they have them. They actually have um, Washington as the number five. Um, I just think they're going to be really heavy back. The one I think they hands down. I think they could run away with the North. I don't know who else is going to compete with them in the North. So I think it's pretty easy to say hands down Washington the North. The South is where you guys are. I think it's a lot tougher when you get to the South. I my gut tells me that's probably going to be USC. I just think that they probably have the most experience as far as being able to compete in those big games to what the other people have and is less turnover. But you're right, UCLA with having Chip Kelly there, I can see him turning things around quite quickly and um, having some explosive. Well, they got a new quarterback too. Yeah, Josh Rosen left, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, looking at their schedule from last year, they did lose their bowl game to Penn State. That's right. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, that's right, because every team in the Big Ten except for Michigan won their bowl game last year. So, <laughs> thanks a lot for that, you. I think you know more about Michigan. I know, than you know man. About any other team? I know more. I I know more about Michigan State, but keep your friends or your your friends closer, your enemies closer. So, um, looking at those power rankings, though, I I feel like both Miami and Auburn are too low. I agree nine, with nine and Auburn being too low. Uh, Miami, I think, is probably okay at, at, at nine, in my opinion. Um, 
We'll read those off real quick. If you haven't seen them yet, you guys can go look them on ESPN.com. But they have Alabama Crimson Tide as number one, and Jared Jefferson's Zones Clemson Tigers at number two. Woo! Ohio State three, Georgia four, Washington five, Wisconsin six, Oklahoma seven, Penn State eight, Miami nine, and rounding out the top ten is Auburn. So, I mean, you got one. We're talking Pac-12. You got one Pac-12 school in the top 10 there. Um, but again, what I'm looking at in the, in the South, I think it's, in my opinion, it's probably going to be USC with the option for you to see a team like Stanford, I think has a pretty good shot at being there too, and maybe UCLA. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting year from the uh, from the Pac-12. Um, just as mentioned, top to bottom, I think that these teams, unfortunately, I think they could all beat up on each other, um, keeping – one of them out, as Peyton was saying, they've kind of not mastered the scheduling in conference, so they may actually play each other out, uh, which, I mean, that could definitely happen. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be an interesting year for the Pac-12 for sure. It'll be fun to watch. Stay up late and watch those games and try to get up for church in the next morning. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fun to see these coaches, though. I will say, regardless of who comes out on top, um, I'm going to say the top team still has two losses. Oh, I can see that. It's very possible. I, I don't, very I, I possible. don't so see No playoffs anyone. again. Fire West Coast. I, I, I think the team. Honestly, I'm, I don't know. It's a struggle. I, I feel like I don't have faith in them. I think you can easily see both a Pac-12 and a Big 12 team. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Stanford believer. I think if someone's going to do it, that the person who can manage their team is David Shaw. And the thing about Stanford, too, is that they run a completely different... They run a Big Ten-style game. I mean, they run the ball hard, and they play a tough defense. They're going to win than a game in the trenches. Absolutely. All right, so a lot of fun to college football there. Next week, we're going to be talking about... The ACC. From ACC next week? ACC next week. Oh, the Tiger. Oh, the Tiger. So ACC next week. And how Clemson will lose. Oh, yeah. I think we'll I'm the only unbiased one here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, moving in to talk a little bit about MLB and the trade line that came up. Pretty quiet trade deadline. Not a, a lot of little lot, moves. Little moves, but nothing really big. A lot of bullpen. A lot of relievers. Kind of thought that Bryce Harper was going to be up there. We had a little bit of uh, play there where they made it sound like they were trying to shop him off there I in the last 48 hours. I think hours. they were open. I think they were open for business. They just wanted to be blown away. Right. Just so want to be blown away. We'll start with you on this one, Thomas. Right move Mistake. or wrong move? Mistake. 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 You Is that him. because you want him you at sell, New York? No, you sell. No, the the Yankees weren't in the in the market this for this. But you sell him. You always sell him unless you're guaranteed to get him back or to re-sign him, which obviously they're not. They haven't re-signed him yet. They haven't gotten him an extension yet. Uh, you, you sell them. I mean, not, not that we're all big hockey guys, but I just saw, we just saw this in the NHL. The Islanders, um, you know, very own number one pick, very similar to how the Nationals' number one pick, uh, Bryce Harper. They thought they had a chance keeping John Tavares, their, their best player, and he walked. He he was a, a a lifetime fan of of Toronto, and he walked. He went and signed with the Maple Leaves. I mean, and you get nothing. You get nothing in return. I, I just I don't think the only the only sport that that really happens anymore is is basketball when the players have all the position uh, with the no trade causes, and you know you're never going to trade LeBron James. If he walks, he walks. You're not going to trade him. You know you're going to be thankful you had him, but. In baseball, you know, the trade deadline is always busy. 
and you see guys like that getting traded. Right. And the Nationals, okay, you might be six games out of the wild card, or you know, but they haven't they haven't lived up to hype, and they're just around five. Well, pretty good yesterday. <laughs> Twenty five to four. Out. Yeah, but hey, they're playing a, a triple A uh, team in the, the Mets. The miserable Mets. <laughs> they could have outscored the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> you, you trade, you trade, Bryce Harper. And I don't think that would even hurt them in, in the long run, or at least in the short term, uh, per se, as far as they could have opened that up and got a lot of prospects. And uh, they were they were talking about getting uh, the catcher from the Marlins if, if they traded Bryce Harper. But and because you don't know if and, you're going to sign him back. And, you don't, so. and outfield's your strength anyway. You got a lot. You got yeah. that new 19 year old kid Soto who just came up in the outfield, and he's dirty. Oh my gosh, he's dirty. But you. You trade him. I mean, if he walks in this off season, you're gonna look like a fool because he didn't trade him. Well, well, then the other team is probably thinking that as well, as far as like, well, we're gonna get him for a few. Right. Months. That's probably why they didn't see Someone a lot actually, of return right, and they didn't end right. up trading him. But still, right. I mean, might have been thinking that they could get too much. Is what they were probably thinking. That would be my. I assumption. think you could have got. I think they if if they were serious about it and, and open it up a couple of days earlier. You could have got some serious trades because you see some guys going out there. I mean, uh, probably the biggest name that got traded the other day was Chris Archer from Chris the Archer. Rays, and they they got a really good return. I mean, yes, he he's under contract for a couple more years, so it's not just a rental, right? But which, which the guy's a little, got a four point three ERA, and he's hasn't been the same since you know two three years ago. Yeah. So we well, got Bryce Harper, who's a, a perennial All Star, uh, out there. Which, interesting enough... I think they could have got a pretty good deal for him. Interesting enough, uh, his his batting average isn't great. Right. But he's still hitting the home runs, and he's got a lot of RBI. He's got 64 RBIs, which is still ranks in the top 10. Hey, batting average is not the same anymore. His, yeah. his on-base percentage is still above 360 or 370, yeah. I believe. He's still getting the walks. That's yeah. a little bit more to important me, to me. To me, it sounds like he's a timely hitter. You know he's he's, yeah. he's hitting when it counts. He's actually getting guys. Obviously, you want to see the yeah. the, the batting average above two twenty. Sure, I think it's around two twenty right now. Sure. Obviously, you want to see. But it he takes there, advantage right? when people yeah. are on base. So you that's that's a kind of a guy you're, that you want. You're telling me. I mean, well, Machado. What we we just saw Machado get traded a couple of weeks ago. Right. Right. And he was a rental. He's only on. There. I say they're at the same level. Bryce Harper, Machado. If not. Harper a little bit higher. At the least, difference being they got a pretty the good deal. The difference being with the Dodgers getting Machado is that the Orioles had no shot whatsoever. True, but they still got the a pretty good line. return. They they got the Dodgers' best outfield prospect, who's going to be a legit starter one day, and they got a couple other. They got about five prospects, I believe. Back well, with Strasburg coming back too, as far as I think. Nationals could still potentially win this division. I agree, 100%. they could, but then how? But do you? We've we've seen them, you know, a while back where they had a good team in the playoffs mm-hmm. and they rested Strasburg. Yeah, because they they you know they were always looking in the yeah in the forward future. So it's not something that. This is why I say it's not a mistake. It's because they like I said they're a ways back from winning the division, but they're only six games out of the wild card. But are they better we than got, the Cubs? Are they better than the for, Dodgers? For a one-game playoff, sure. Yeah, but I'm taking full – the Cubs are probably going to win their division. Probably. So are they better than the – are they even better than the Brewers? Well, you get a – I think they're better than the, the Brewers. Uh, you, you, you have – Okay, so maybe they're the third-best team in, in the NL, right? You maybe have – the third-best team. And then when you look over in the AL, can they 
You're only keeping him if it has a chance to actually win the World Series, right? No, I, I don't think so. I think you're still trying. If you can get try get into the playoffs, if you can get into the playoffs, you can make a run. Look how many teams have done. I mean, look at what happened twice. The everybody's you have to be San Francisco. Obviously, yes. Had a shot at winning any of those Obviously, World Series. Obviously, yes, but you have to be realistic. Do you have a shot against the Yankees, against the Astros, against the Red Sox, against the Cubs? The I think you got a shot. You get into a you get into a seven game series. Anybody's got the shot well, to win it. If he if he gets to the World Series, if let's say the Nationals actually make it there, because that's that's been their biggest thing is sure. I don't, I don't even think they've past, made it to the championship. They've not been to the, yet. the NLCS yet. No, they yes. always get to the DS. So if they can actually even just make it to that point, maybe that sells him to stay. Right. Um, I mean, he's showing that hey, we can maybe I can win in. in I think Washington. it's money. That's gonna sell. And that at this that point. could be, and that could be. And too. with no and cap, anybody we'll whoever we'll pays him the most, he's gonna. When you got Max Scherzer and Salzburg in your on your rotation, and that's what I mean. And if a player like Bryce Harper, you got a lot there to be able to do well, something. Well, if you with. if you have a healthy Strasburg, and that's the big if. I mean, that's a huge if. But if you have a healthy Strasburg, him and Scherzer, as we just mentioned, I mean, that's those are two very very good pitchers, uh, especially in it. That's that's built for postseason. They can get you two wins right there. Absolutely. Absolutely, you got two aces. Yeah, but when you're playing in the playoffs, you know it's it tough. comes down to the bullpen oh, sure. as well. Yeah, who's their closer? Important. They've they've never had a, a legit closer. Yeah, it's it's all valid. Um, I mean that, that's why it's it's so difficult. And I think the the Nationals looked at, well, maybe we can still if, maybe we can still make yeah. a push. Maybe maybe they can. Maybe they get into the playoffs. It, you know they're sitting around 500, a couple games still back. But if they don't make the playoffs, and they lose him in the off season, you know how bad that looks. I don't. Do you know, know, I think that looks real bad. I mean, it. I, I think guess that it just looks depends bad. on what you would have got on for the return. Yeah, it depends on I what mean, they were getting offered too. Because um, we'll mean, never know. I guess we'll right, never know exactly. We'll never know. That's that's all speculation. But yeah, I mean, right now, uh, looking at even just run differential, uh, the Phillies have plus twenty three. Somehow they're at the top of their division, and then you got the Braves at sixty nine. I didn't and think the for the Nationals life of me that 61. the Phillies were going to be anywhere near. Well, them, them and the both Braves, them and the Braves, Braves they're way young, ahead, extremely yeah. young, so way ahead of schedule. Uh, but that's why I think the Nationals still have a chance to win that division, as discussed last week. They still have a lot. How of many experience. games back are they? They're only five games back. Five so games back, and uh, you got the division or the wild card it for their division. Division, okay. I, I mean, thought they're further back than that. Okay, no, that's only five I feel, games back. Their I feel them better about them. Well, they played them the Marlins. Out. They played the Marlins the last series, and now they're playing the Mets. Nice. I mean, and then they have the Reds. That'll next. be a good. <laughs> Now, maybe a little surprise, maybe they didn't try to get a piece to help them get over that hump and trying to make a push. Maybe that was more of a surprise, that they didn't actually try to make a, a move to get someone to help out Bryce in the lineup. Or, well, or Daniel Murphy or is finally healthy again. Right. So, I mean, I see the point where they're finally healthy. Right. And, you know, obviously we saw that against the Mets when they scored 25 runs. And so, you see how good so. they are even yeah, last well, year I mean, when, when they are healthy. Good, but right. they just, right. you, got, you got another first-year coach and... Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It's going to be a. I mean, it'll, it'll be a difficult road for the Nationals, but I think that they they still have an opportunity. Yeah. All right, we should probably well, move off of baseball before well, baseball. Yeah, <laughs> say real quick with. Uh, right, did you guys say my name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real quick, one more thing on that. We'll talk uh, just on the Chris Archer thing, and then hopefully we'll keep Peyton alive for just a couple more seconds here. Uh, but the Chris Archer getting traded to the Pirates. He said six months after the Pirates traded away Garrett Cole and Andrew. Thank you, Pirates, for Garrett Cole. I don't, I don't get that. that. I, don't, I don't get that I don't either. Get that. I don't get why you bring in somebody. Like, I mean, maybe they, they get, I guess they think they have a shot and they didn't think they were going to be here. That's why they traded those guys off in the offseason. I didn't but, understand at all last year why they got rid of Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, it's, 
you had a franchise player who, if you ever built enough around him, you had a lot to go on, and <laughs> just ridiculous. So, all right, well, that's it for MLB baseball for this week. I'll move on to talk a little bit of NFL. So, me and Thomas talked about this last week. I was near. I I've always been teetering on the edge for the last years about my fandom of being a Cowboys fan. They are my team. I grew up being a Cowboys fan before they even won any of those Super Bowls. My dad was a Cowboys fan, so I was not a bandwagon fan from the 90s. Yeah, I remember yeah, them yeah. losing, yeah, yeah. only winning like two games yeah, the first yeah. couple years I watched sure, them. Sure. So, But anyway, I, I've kind of been on that. Uh, Jerry Jones this week, or last week, I'm sorry, had a couple of different things that made him not look super good. Uh, the first one would have been coming out with the anthem talk going against what the NFL ruling was, even though they've kind of tabled back what it is and saying that if none of my players stand for the anthem, they're not going to play. And so that caused some backlash on there. And that one I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as big. Like I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says on that, but it's not as big to me. I'll start with that. What's your guys' thoughts kind of on? I see both sides. I see both sides. I mean, I see the side of obviously – I don't. I mean, if I was an owner, I you know let the players do what they want. It's freedom of speech, but also it's a private. You know, it's a business. I mean, they it can is. do that. And you know, I don't. You know, if we went to work, right? If we went to work and wanted to protest, you know, whatever we wanted to protest during work hours, do you think that would go over well? Right. No, probably I mean, not. I mean, it's still yeah. 90, 98% of America wouldn't be allowed to protest at during work hours. Obviously, you know, Sunday. Whenever they're going to play under Jerry Jones, that's work hours. You know, that's on his field. That's his stadium. He owns it. If he doesn't like it, then I guess, you know, they can protest when they're not working, when they're not wearing a Dallas Cowboys uniform. So I get his side, but I, I mean, I guess I get their side as well. So it's, you know, I think it should be up to the owners if they're paying the salary. It's their business. If they don't want the players doing it on their time, on their clock, then guess it's up to them right i think jerry jones and let me preface this by saying i am not at all a jerry jones fan just not not huge on how he runs his organization i do think jerry jones is looking at this as dallas's stance as being identified as an american team uh he's he's that's a great point. Very, very well identified with being, and even though I'm not a Cowboys fan, they're referred to as America's team. There's a lot of ties and history of them supporting the military, just being that cheerleader for America. Um, he's looking at that image and saying, you know, if if we start, if we start, you know, protesting in that way, that that kind of changes the Cowboys' stance and. I'm the one that chooses what the Cowboys' stance is. So, I I get what he's trying to do. Um, I do think that he is at times and has been, um, you know, loudmouthed of how he goes about certain things. If I were him and that's how I wanted to do it, I I would do it within my organization. There's not right, necessarily a need to go out and start throwing it's a tantrum. It's within his and, power. I think if if the ultimate issue is probably more of the NFL as an organization and maybe Roger Goodell mm-hmm. not having clear expectations or clear rules, right? Right, and the fact that the NFL not comes Jared. out with it yeah. and then they immediately table it, you guys didn't even think it because, through then. I mean, nobody has a problem in the NBA. The NBA's had this rule forever that, you know, you have to stand for the anthem, and that's a rule. 
But no, nobody has said anything in the NBA. But because of all the news with the NFL, it's a big issue in the way they handled it, right? Yeah. I mean, the NBA players are just as progressive as the NFL players. If not more. If not more. They, they talk politics just as much. But, you, but they but do they, it off the court. Right. 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 Not with their uniform on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, the NFL is a little hypocritical on the side where I have an issue with it is that they get paid from the U.S. military to play. And I shot them before games. Like this is what caused it to be brought back. I think in two thousand three to have everybody out there standing for it. So I think there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a conflict of interest when it comes into that being in there, of getting paid to do it. Like you say, you want people out there. Is it really because you want people out there, or is it because at the end of the day you're going to lose money if they're not doing it and standing for it? Cause you're not going to get your contract but, money. Yeah. And my, th- I, I see both sides of the of the issue when it comes to the protesting things. Um, I I don't love it. I I think that it's. I'd rather see somebody actually stand for the flag and for uh, what it stands for and represents. However, at the same time, somebody's going to protest. I would much rather have people protesting by taking a knee during the national anthem or raising a hand than going out in the street and supporting rioting where your people's lives are in danger. I mean, I mean, mean, you can go back to Colin Kaepernick. They start sitting, and then he asked the military, "Hey, is it better to kneel?" And they said, "Yeah." So that's where the kneeling came, right? I mean, and then. If you want to get down that nitpick, I mean, we, I, you know, I saw, I said, yeah, I see Jerry Jones' side, but I also see the player side where, all right, well, then do you not enforce it with the guy going in to buy beer during the national anthem or right. guy on his cell phone with his hat on or the guy selling peanuts, walking around, not paying attention? Because, you know, half the people aren't even in their seats at that point. Right. So do you, do you go enforce it to the guy in the parking lot sitting down? I think the best story that I heard that came out of the just the kneeling instances was when Brandon Marshall for the the Broncos, the Broncos, <laughs> Brandon Marshall for the Broncos linebacker. Uh, he and I believe it was a sheriff for the city of Denver actually met up and they talked about ways that they could make make things better in their community. And I love that. I thought That's that was, great. I thought that was That's awesome. awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and. I, I hate that it, as as mentioned, I feel like all of us kind of feel this way. I hate that it's during the national anthem, but I mean, I am with Kyle as well. That if if that's something that individuals in the NFL are going to do, as far as um, protest, then I'd much rather it be kneeling during the national anthem as opposed to riding in the streets. I'd much rather that be the alternative. So, um, I mean, and we can get into how effective it is at this point right. or not, and right. you know, is, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it, my my thing with where this is at and where where I see it concerning with Jerry coming out is that it's already a hot button take. I mean, obviously, we we don't agree on this. Even sitting honestly, here like this, yeah. like and not saying that you don't address it, but to come out that harsh and to go against, you've already put a spot on your back with NFL and the NFLPA just with some of the things he's done more recently, uh, that this doesn't probably help his image nor the image of the team. That alone, and then following a few days later, we all know the Papa John's dilemma with Papa John's coming out and the Papa John himself making some very, very, very racially inappropriate statements about the worst statements you can make, just not a place for it in our culture anymore in our society and shouldn't be said. And he said very derogatory things things during a press or a conference telephone conference recorded that people know what he said uh, i think that any company is smart to be separating themselves from papa john's right now i think that especially when you're a big organization you need to be separating yourself because when you're not 
you may you may not support what he said, but by you showing a large support and putting out there that this is what you are, at least immediately. It, oh, it, of course, that sends least, a mixed yeah. message to people, and I totally get how one of my black friends could see that and take offense to that. I totally get how that is, like why you wouldn't want to support a company like Papa John's if he's the C, uh, CEO still. Um, but then Jerry comes out and he opens his mouth and says that he wants his players or want, he's not going to. Not going to separate themselves from Papa John's. They're going to keep all their franchises open that he owns all through the year. For me, I think that's a bad look. I think that it definitely is you showing when you could be taking a step towards going with what exactly the players are taking a knee for. One way that you could have showed the support of why they were at least taking the knee is you could have stepped back and said, you know what, we're not going to have this. We're going to cut these out. We're going to go a different provider for the season. But instead, he didn't do that. He went out full force and stood on and the, the podium. All I said, we are, we are going to and proudly have Papa John's in our stadium. now the and NFL stepped in, literally just told him to shut up at this point. Yep. How, I want to know how that conversation goes. Where, how does the NFL, you know, does Roger Goodell himself give a call to, to Jerry and say, hey, hey, Jerry. It's, 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 it's about time. I think it's, I think it's enough. I think, you need to, I think you need to zip the mouth a little bit here. I know, uh, no, we haven't been on the best terms, but uh, no, you're still. Are they still? Is he still suing Roger Goodell? No. Okay, is that over? Finally, that's over. That's over. All right. Well, you know, Roger Goodell probably cried too much, and it was yeah. But like, how does that conversation go? Where like, who do you who do you dislike more, Roger Goodell or uh, Jerry Jones? Honestly, Roger Goodell because he has a wider reach. Yeah, true. We can have a Roger Goodell hour. I'm sure we could. <laughs> we will do that this season because I have plenty to say there. Right. Sorry to interrupt you, Thomas. But... I just want to know how that conversation goes. Did, yeah. did, was that in person? Did Did Roger call him up and say, Jerry, you need to shut the heck up at this point? Like, uh, I, don't, I think that's just funny. I'm sure he risked fines. I thought it was just funny. You know Jerry's going to, as much as he loves his Cowboys, I think he loves his money more. So I, I think I think it probably started because Goodell is not, um, I don't respect him when he comes to confrontation. So I, I think he probably started off with a text message to Jerry Jones <laughs> that just said, Hey, uh, hey, Jerry, when you have a second, give me a call. To which Jerry you probably sure? responded, I think it was new an phone, email. who dis? I think it was an email. I don't know. I, I think he's staying away from emails for now. <laughs> All right, so lots of things with that side of things there. Um, I did like Dak, like his stance when he came up, and he said, I never protest during the anthem. And I don't think that it's time or the venue to do so. I mean, I'm happy that a player took a stand and said what it is. And I think this is about endorsements. Honestly, I think this is about endorsements. He's so? taking the NBA stance. Oh, ah, yeah. And then he, he gets... sees all that money from the NBA players and all those endorsements he gets. They get. He gets backlash from other players around the league, though. I, it just it baffles can't me. Win. Either yeah. way, no, nobody. I mean, wins. even with uh, Richard Sherman going at Jerry Jones saying he's got an old plantation mentality, I want to be like Richard. Just sit down, man. Come on, <laughs> so, you're you just cut yourself from ever getting signed by the Cowboys. Like if Jerry to is digging his hole, don't grab a shovel and dig one next to it. Exactly. All right. A um, little bit with uh, NFL contracts, uh, rookie holdouts. We still have Sam. Darnold Who and, just signed his contract oh, the right. other day? That's right. Contract. That's right. Which is is fully guaranteed at thirty point two mil with twenty mil. Look in at those signing numbers. Bonus. Look at those numbers. Twenty mil in signing Worth bonus. Every single. Play. That That's also right. comes with a thank you note to Kirk Cousins, right? <laughs> thank you for every the single quarterback contract thus far is thank you, Kirk Cousins. I'm actually really excited for Sam. So I'm interested to see how he's going to do. Uh, he might not start this season. Maybe he does halfway through the year. I don't know. It just all depends. But 
I'm really excited for him. Can't wait to see him in green. Uh, but I, I actually uh, see in Raekwon Smith and uh, his holdout. Really interesting with his uh, holdout specifically is the reason why he's holding out um, is really to the terms of the language of his contract. Um, they were talking about uh, something to do with a helmet hit. Well, yeah, the new re- the new that's, penalty, it's right? A new yeah, penalty right. That and that's that a part of his contract. We don't know. In his contract. Well, the, we don't know what the league's going to look like this year with this new penalty. How it's going to be called? I mean, they, they came out and said that technically there were only three plays that would have last year that would have gotten it. Which then why make the change? I don't. Yeah, it's just a I weird. Get change you're trying to look out for player point. safety, but I, yeah. why make the change if it's going to put that it's, much of a thing? It was already a, an illegal hit, right? So I don't. And so according to ESPN, with what they mentioned um, in, in the holdout itself, they said that the Bears would actually be able to reclaim guaranteed money if the linebacker suspended under the new NFL uh, helmet contact rules. I don't blame them for holding out for that then. Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, Sam Darnold was basically a... doing the same thing. It was different different language in there. Right. But these good for these rookies for holding out. Right. I mean... Well, he's a linebacker. I mean, he's yeah. going to be yeah. using... For a rule that we don't know how it's going to be interpreted that you may or These may not do anything wrong and in. be completely suspended for exactly. and then not get that money. I don't blame him at all. Hey, for way to going. read the fine print, young fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, let's man. be honest. His agent did all that. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> got good attorneys to be able to read that stuff for. So, yeah, I'm excited about the way that this, the things are moving forward with more guaranteed contracts. I think it's the good way to have the game go. Yep. And it's gonna be Shorter made, deals, more guaranteed yep. money. Shorter deals, more good. I think ultimately that you help to see more movement across players between the league, which I think is exciting. I think when you have movement, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's always exciting, too, to see the franchise player that stays in the one place for forever, but we all like the trades, too. It makes it fun to watch. But, Well, guys, the uh, NFL starts this Sunday. Oh, that's right. Hall of Fame, Fame game. game. Oh, does it get played this year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Slippery field. <laughs> that cracked so me up so much when that, that came But going. we're not excited to, uh, to see... One person in particular. Uh, we're not gonna. No. We're not gonna mention his name this week. No. Okay. No. All right. We still have one more thing to talk about, real quick. Who are we talking we about? Oh, who? Okay. So, okay. Wait, I'm actually. Confused. I was jumping the gun. This, I'm actually. <laughs> this is our feel-good story that we're gonna talk about. So we had some things this week that were kind of heavy, but so we all know all three of these gentlemen. They all love LeBron James, and I'm I'm the Michael Literally. guy, but I'm also the very, very early millennial who actually watched Michael play, so he holds a special place in my heart. However, whether or not I think LeBron or Michael is better, I... I think we can all agree that this is pretty LeBron is is the better off the court. With this, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. So if you ever heard LeBron James opens the I Promise School, uh, it's going to be giving families, low-income families, free tuition to go to his school, free tutoring services. I think it's going to be yeah, computers, cool. books included. Free and transportation, within free two breakfast, miles, yep. free, free lunch, free snacks, yep. uh, free programs for the parents to get GEDs and yep. job relocation. And if they this graduate, cool. they get a full guaranteed tuition to, to University of Akron. Which he's a Buckeye fan. I wonder why not Ohio State. But hey, we didn't see he's as an much. Boy. We didn't see as much backlash this time when he left Cleveland 
to go to LA. Well, he did, you well, he did it, it in a lot better way. I mean, right. how do you? I mean, you right. didn't do an announcement. He came like, for the championship. He brought a yeah, championship. He came for the championship. So I was gonna say, but uh, this was good I, timing too. Exactly. I was gonna say, does this kind of let the door open at all? Kind of left the door open for him to come back maybe one day. Since it was in Akron, it was in Ohio. I feel like. And I, I think on this one, fans for LeBron leaving are probably not as upset with LeBron as they are with uh, Gilbert. The, the, the I, would, I would compare Obviously, yeah, obviously yeah. I think LeBron would have stayed if they could do anything with that roster. Sure. And he gave them every chance a to do anything with that roster, and they just couldn't. They didn't even put Kevin Love on the on the deal, but that's not what we're talking about. So This I, school I, thinks pretty cool. I'm yeah, I, I think that's – I, I don't know. I like to assume that it was all his idea. Um, I'm, I'm sure that he wanted some way to give back, but – um, this is, I mean, he's he's been um, vocal in the past about um, opportunities for at-risk youth. Um, well, he's already got what? A, uh, I think close to $41 million locked into tuition for mm-hmm. at-risk kids yeah. at, in Akron already. So that's a, that's a big part of who he is and what he's passionate about. And I like that he's not stopping at just giving money. Uh, he's, he's changing lives. Yeah, he's yeah. actually getting in there and saying, okay, what are some small things that they need? I mean, giving the kid a uniform, giving the kid yeah. a, a Keeping them until five so that they have you know access to more food and resources. Yeah, giving a kid's parent you know, a You job, don't know what their situation is at home? Right. He's, he's looking way past um, surface-level issues, and he's really trying to get to some root causes of why these kids are in the situation that they are. And he's, and he's trying to change it. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I hope that other athletes take note of that, that it's not just about writing a check. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely a great thing. So excited to see how things move forward on that. And a lot of kids are, a lot of families definitely be impacted in a very positive way. So, well, gentlemen, uh, it's a good week. Yeah, a lot better um, than, uh, than uh, gambling your money away at a casino, MJ. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a cheap shot? I'm sure he's given a lot to charity too. I just can't name any examples right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, to the Michael Jordan Fund. <laughs> Such haters, I tell you. We all agree. We don't all agree on hating MJ, but we all do hate that one guy. He shall not be named. TB. Did you see him storm off in that, well, uh, I was in gonna that say, press conference we'll, this week? We'll, talk, oh, we'll talk about him when he finishes an interview. <laughs> you can't not expect that question to come oh up. Just be like, he, he seemed dumb. like, oh, you, you would bring that up. What was up? the question? Oh, well, it was, uh, you know, obviously some, a reporter tried to make the connection with his trainer and the, and the PD with, uh, with Julian Edelman. Saying, hey, you know, all this talk about, uh, you know, Julian Edelman going to your trainer, Alex Guerrero. What are your thoughts on people thinking that his PED suspension might have had and to it, do with that? And, and it wasn't like, even like, do you think it's related? He said, do you think it's fair for people yeah, to draw yeah. that conclusion? Obviously, this And he got all upset Fair about question. It. I'm like, you could have very easily off. said he walked no off. comment or enough. anything else. But no, he just, he, he our, pulled Our viewers his... don't even know who we're talking about right now. They could okay. figure they it out. Oh, he oh, he yeah. already okay. said TB12, so. Why are we talking about him again? Because we're tarnishing his name. Yeah, well. It's our duty. We're bringing him down. It's part of our podcast. Can we protest that? To get him I out of the league? I take a for that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, until he and Roger Goodell are not, you know, buddy-buddy skipping on the street holding hands. 
the way things will be. Yeah, because I hate them both and they have to do it. In my mind, that's what they do together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's been a fun week again. Uh, look forward to coming back next week, talking some ACC football and who has the capability to take down those Clemson Tigers. See how that goes. No one. No one. All right, guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. We, uh, I, I suppose your concern. Everyone can do whatever they want. You want to stay outside? You can stay outside. My only concern is the libraries aren't going to have the information you're interested in. Then you'll have to help us. Well, that's why I'm going to ask around and see what I can find. But I do worry about what you will find. Of course, if we were to bring back. Uh, evidence and witnesses to this whole thing we may decide to remain instead of instead of leaving and uh, start to start a little rebellion and I look at uh, Winston I nod and if if we find no evidence or even if we find evidence and some of you wish to leave but some of you wish to remain. I will use my position to, to report the story of the four dead bodies, if it comes to that. I want to look at Hest and uh, crack a little smile at him. Maybe five dead bodies. Um, <laughs> push him into the, push him into the ocean. <laughs> it is so hard to resist constantly asking to do perception checks about that. Oh no, this smile, uh, it's, I'm not going to try to hide it. I'm happy that he's going to have a chance to, to live thanks to Winston. I doubt he has a chance to live. There, there's nothing <laughs> bad about it. <laughs> like, he is not going to live. Oh, oh man. man. No. no. Did you say that no, out that's, loud? A, that's a heavy, that's a heavy. Not a threat. No. <laughs> I promise. I just, Dark shadow comes over his face. <laughs> I just already that motherfucker that, is not going to leave. <laughs> no, I just already think that if, uh, like, my days, even my days here are numbered already. I, I feel like we, we have done, 